Ravenwood is the real expert. After his first serious work on Tannis, collected some of its relics. It was his obsession, really. But, but he, he never, never found, found the city. To another episode of the Indiana Jones Universe, a podcast in which we learn more about the character of Indiana Jones, exploring other content in the Indiana Jones Universe. As always, I'm Will. And I'm Max. And thanks for joining us for episode 32, in which today we're doing another character study, this time on Abner Ravenwood, as we explore uh, his character in the movies and the expanded universe. And what's interesting about Abner is he never actually appears in any content, but is only referenced. Uh, so today we're going to dive into the Lost Journal of Indiana Jones, the replica that was made uh, for the release of Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull back in 2008 and dive into Abner's life as we talk about it in a chronological order and dive into who is this character and what relationship did he have with Indiana Jones. Uh, at the end, we'll also talk about some cool fun facts about Abner and really debate what we think his character would have been like had he appeared in the movies. So without further ado, let's start off with just a basic summary of who is Abner and how did he come to meet Indy. Yeah, so... Abner is almost like a father figure to Indy, right? Indy and Abner had a very, very strong relationship, and we see that in readers when, you know, they both have a lifelong, well, Indy has a, you know, obsession with the Ark, and Abner had a lifelong obsession with finding the Ark, so, you know, it really says that they kind of bonded over trying to find that. Right, absolutely, and so Abner is first referenced in Raiders, um, which of course we learn about here, and uh, he really actually had some extensive backstory mentioned in the Lost Journal and the Ultimate Guide to Indiana Jones, if those are two reference books, uh, for those of you who might uh, not be familiar with those, uh, which are really cool and provide a lot of backstory on his character than the movies. So, of course, he's mentioned in the movies many times, like you said, a father figure to Indy. They have this lifelong relationship or obsession with finding the Ark. And that's the big thing that kind of leads Abner to, I guess, meeting Indy and where his aspirations go is he wants to find the Ark. Now, when do Abner and Indy meet for the first time? Well, this is actually interesting because... Uh, supposedly, in a young indie episode, which ended up being unproduced when the show was canceled, there was going to be an episode called Jerusalem 1909, when Abner and Indy meet and actually talk about finding the Ark, which is really cool. That would have been awesome, you know, like, them meeting up together in Jerusalem. Now, sadly, it was unproduced, but that would be awesome, you know, because then, in a sense... Raiders wouldn't be the first time that, you know, we see him. It would be because just the way it came out. But technically, it wouldn't be the quote-unquote first time that we actually see him. It would have been here in this Young Indy episode when Indy is younger and not uh, um, in Raiders. Now, what I find interesting about this is actually Abner and Indy um, the whole idea was Abner was Indy's professor, by the way, when Indy was in college. So that's how they met. But George Lucas wanted to introduce the idea that they actually meet on some other adventure when they're going on the world lecture tour with his father and they run into each other. So what do you think about that? And also the fact that they were actually going to 
present Abner because Abner was originally the original concept for him was just like kind of this old wise guy that you know was just kind of like referenced <laughs> and we don't actually see him but George Lucas wanted to give extensive backstory into his childhood kind of give Indy almost this lifelong obsession with the arc at a young age and actually show him on screen what do you think of that I think that I personally well I don't know I don't know if I would like it or not because, you know, we're so used to him never really seeing him. All there is are, like, three pictures of what he might have looked like. I mean, there's an action figure, and then there's him in the comic, and then there's just a concept art picture of him. So, I don't know. I think it would have been awesome, though, if he was in the movie. I think it would have been good, but they would have had to just include him just the right amount, not too much. That's an interesting point you bring up, because one of the things I really want to talk about in terms of Abner is, like, if is it better for Indy's character to not meet Abner, or would it benefit kind of learning more backstory about Indy's characteristics had we seen Abner, which is kind of cool to think about. I think he's mentioned so much, though, that I don't think it is necessary for him to actually meet him, because we, you know... We know so much from books and from, you know, from, from, you know, online, from books, from concept art, from comics, from him being mentioned, you know, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we actually have a lot of stuff on Abner. So meaning, speaking of that, let's kind of move on here to, uh, so that's when they were supposedly supposed to meet in Young Indy uh, and in Jerusalem. Now, the real time when Indy and Abner supposedly meet is uh, Harold Oxley, by the way, who we see in Crystal Skull and Indy uh, are students of Abner at the University of Chicago. I also find interesting that um, one of the things that was mentioned is Abner supposedly leaves teaching in order to find the Ark in Egypt. That's, yeah, that's very interesting. I mean, as we mentioned before, they have that lifelong exception, obsession with the Ark. But, you know, him leaving teaching to find the Ark, I mean, to be fair, Indy does the same thing. Right. But, <laughs> you know, but, you know, we never really hear from Abner again. We just, all we hear is a few letters that he writes to Indy. Um, and that's really it. So we're kind of like, well, what happened to Abner? Did he find the Ark? Did he not? And as we find out in Raiders, I mean, he didn't find the Ark. Right. But, um... You know, he obviously was looking for it as Marion is near, is at the ball, the bar in Nepal, which is, you know, near where they're looking for the Ark. Right, so that's another interesting piece of the puzzle. Abner actually brings Marion with him, uh, and she works at the bar in Nepal, so that's how Indy actually finds Marion. She's kind of been there uh, all this time while Abner's searching for, for, you know, the Ark in Egypt. Now, what's interesting here is this is kind of where we kind of get this whole idea of Marion being introduced to the piece of the puzzle here, as Marion is, of course, um, Abner's daughter. And this is kind of introduced early on in Raiders. And speaking of Raiders, I also really like how they really gave so much backstory to Abner in the first movie of this. Clearly, they really put a lot of thought into Abner's character in Raiders. Definitely, they must have. I mean, because, again, Raiders was the first Indiana Jones movie. Nobody had seen knew, seen or knew anything about Indiana Jones before they saw this movie. So, obviously, he was meant to be in there from the start. Right, I completely agree with you. And what's cool is actually how this thing kind of progresses. So, um, for those of you who own the replica made in 2008 called the Lost Journal of Indiana Jones. It is a really cool, I highly recommend you pick one up. They're starting to get a little bit unavailable because I don't know if they're printing a lot of them now, um, but they're really, really cool replicas of what happens. And it's kind of like a made up journal. What would have Indy's 
journal been like that we see in Young Indy. And if you go through, I don't know what page it's on because these pages aren't numbered. There is actually uh, Abner's referenced in here. Uh, and he there's a letter that they made up of kind of what Abner was going to say. So I'm going to read this aloud to you guys. And then uh, we're going to kind of talk about what we notice from this afterwards. So um, here is the letter in the Lost Journal of Indiana Jones. So June 27th, 1925. My dear Indiana, I trust you are doing well, and I hope this letter and journal comes as a pleasant surprise to you. It seems that myth does have a basis in truth. My life's obsession for a lost object of history has led me to believe I may be very close to finding an item of the greatest archaeological significance, the Ark of the Covenant. However, I have fallen victim to the great scourge of this academic discipline, the pain of finding funds. So, I extend my begging bowl and kindly request your help on this last expedition before returning you to your teaching obligations at Marshall College. I am certain your fresh insight will undoubtedly help to bring an end to years of fruitless excavations. My journal should familiarize you with the most recent findings. Should you agree, bear in mind that the route is a devious one, which will take you from the United States through San Francisco to Hong Kong, Shanghai, Kathmandu, and further onto the Nepal region of Bataan. Look forward to hopefully seeing you again, my dear friend, yours faithfully, Abner. So this is a really cool letter that they made for this lost replica in the journal. And let's kind of break this down. Just kind of first observations of this letter here. Uh, something I love is that, you know, he mentions Marshall College, which is awesome because, you know, we don't, I mean, we don't exactly know what it's named in the movie. I mean, I think it may be mentioned once or twice, but that's awesome that, you know, he mentions it in there. You know, this letter really sounds like it was written by Abner. Right. I love, again, how you mentioned that Marshall College was there to uh, give us this idea of why Abner has left Marshall College and why Indy would come with him. So in 1925, which is during his college years, uh, or right after, supposedly, um, Indy is supposedly going to come with Abner to look for the Lost Ark. And so this is where this life's long obsession was mentioned. It says kind of in the first couple of lines here, my life's obsession for a lost object of history, that whole sort of idea. And I also like how he brings this up. My journal should familiarize you with most recent findings. This confirms, actually, that in Raiders, Indy does, in fact, have Abner's journal, which actually has a picture of the medallion on it. And I also like how, as well, um, they talk about this whole kind of idea of um, Indy and Abner and their relationship and why this arc has kind of brought them together. So a really cool letter from the Lost Journal of Indiana Jones that confirms a few things, like we were talking about Marshall College, and also uh, that Indy does, in fact, have the journal um, really, really awesome. I wanted to read that excerpt for you guys uh, to kind of show you that whole idea. And uh, Indy actually rejoins Abner in Jerusalem in 1926, which is cool. Yeah, so I guess, you know, there, we don't know if he ever joined him, but I guess he does in 1926, whether or not it was right after or if it was, you know, in 1926. And he that's just the first time, you know, we know about it. But that's awesome. You know, Indy is meeting Marion and then he ends up, you know, joining Abner in Jerusalem, uh, which he was not able to do because there was no Young Indy episode ever produced. Right. So that was originally going to be an idea that they obviously did uh, meet in that Young Indy episode, but then he goes back to join him in Jerusalem. Uh, and there, in, or Abner actually does find this headpiece to the staff of Ra, which he eventually gives to Marion, but Abner never finds Tannis, 
the map room, or the Well of the Souls, which leads to an interesting kind of plot point in Raiders that we see. Right. I mean, you know, she said, you know, Indy mentions that he did a lot of work on Tannis, as you heard in our quote, but, you know, he never actually found it. He was doing a lot of, you know, digging. He never found the map room, the Well of Souls, or Tannis, but he was, do he was very close to, you know, getting to it. Right, absolutely. And so right after that, this is when, this is referenced in Raiders, Indy and Abner supposedly parted ways in 1927 on an expedition together because Abner was upset that Indy and Marion had a relationship. So this is what is kind of when Indy mentions Raiders, we had a falling out, I'm afraid, and we haven't talked in years. That is kind of when that starts. However, in 1935, Abner writes to Indy when he discovers the Temple of the Forbidden Eye in India. Now, you know what I would love to see? I would love to see a movie, actually, a young indie movie about the Temple of Forbidden Eye in India, you know? Because, you know, Abner was obsessed with the Ark, and, you know, now he found this. What if Indy went to go f uh, find it and dig it up? That'd be awesome. Right, and the Temple of Forbidden Eye is mentioned just barely. I'm actually not too familiar with the Temple of the Forbidden Eye myself, actually. Um, but I do know that, actually, that there was that whole idea with Abner and Indy there. Um, now, what's interesting about that that we should talk about is in Raiders, he mentions they hadn't talked for years. But Raiders happens in 1936, and they supposedly talked in 1935. Uh, uh. So, right. <laughs> so kind of a weird contradiction thing. Of course, Raiders came out first, and of course, uh, you know, that expanded content came out years later, but kind of a little bit of a bad kind of idea in terms of continuity, in terms of the letters that they supposedly write in 1935. So... Another thing to consider, though, do you think Indy was lying about that, or do you think that they just kind of messed that up with the whole expanded content thing? I think they just messed that up because, I mean, I George Lucas is smart enough to uh, think up of a whole character for Abner that does not even appear in the movie. I think it's just, you know, something in the expanded universe that, you know, got, uh, you know, just the continuity wasn't there. Right. Um, so now let's transition into the discussions that we really have about Abner and Raider. That was kind of like the background of Abner that we know from The Ultimate Guide and The Lost Journal. Now let's transition into Raiders and supposedly why Abner is not in Raiders. So apparently, according to Marion, uh, Abner died in an avalanche in 1936 in Nepal, according to Marion, right? Um, but as we all know, we still think Abner is uh, possibly alive, right? Yeah, so we don't really know of his whereabouts, and he's rumored to be in Asia. And in Raiders, of course, they talk about there's that whole German telegram that alerts the army intelligence of Abner. And we learn that Abner actually did extensive work on the city of Tannis. Right, which, which you know, we heard in the beginning of Raiders when, you know, you know, they're like, what do you know about the Ark of the Covenant? You know, it's like, well, I had my friend Abner, Abner Ravenwood, and, you know, we haven't talked in years, but he was doing extensive work on Tannis. Right, and so there's that whole idea of, again, Abner's obsession, the, the lifelong obsession with the Ark is kind of fleshed out there. And then transitioning into the next kind of scene where Indy and Marion talk, we find out that Abner is actually dead, supposedly, and the headpiece of the Staff of Ra is nowhere to be found. Of course, we realize that's a lie, and Marion actually has it all along. But And then there's also that sort of history going into Marion and Indy's relationship there. So a lot of that is fleshed out, again, very from the beginning here in Raiders. For George Lucas and Spielberg to think of this, you know, that's just so cool that, you know, they thought Abner 
as a character, but he's already dead in the first Indiana Jones movie. It's kind of weird, but also really cool. Right. They really kind of expanded on that sort of background and stuff. And uh, then there's a, a comic, actually, a Marvel comic called The Search for Abner. And in this comic, uh, two things happen. First, Marion finds out that Abner may be alive and goes back to Nepal with Indy to search for him. And in the process, they find this mysterious masked man who is supposedly Abner, but it's never confirmed or found. So yet again, like the movies, they leave kind of loose ends there. Really cool comic. I've actually never read this comic, though. No, but I would like to. That'd be awesome. Maybe we'll do it in one of our reviews someday. <laughs> Precisely. And But I like how also they added this kind of open-ended idea of, is Abner really the masked man, or was he not alive, or that sort of whole idea. Again, going back to just never seeing Abner and never really telling him. Glad that the people who made the comic kind of went with that tradition. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they did. We never see him. I don't... I don't think they're even in the books or comics we ever see a picture of him, do we? No, we don't. And the one thing I wanted to talk about, kind of transitioning off of that, before we get into some kind of cool facts about Abner that we can talk about, let's talk about the idea of just Abner in general and how we think he shaped Indy as a person. Because this is a character study, and let's talk about how that goes into Indy. So Abner is never seen. He's only mentioned. Right? They had in the Expanded Universe numerous times to introduce him, yet we still have. How do you think that that kind of translates into Indy's relationship with Abner and what we know about his interest in archaeology? I think, I think there, I mean, as we mentioned, he's kind of like a father figure to Indy, and I think that Indy could definitely consider him like his second father, because if you, you know, if you watch the young Indiana Jones, Indy's father isn't so much of a father figure to Indy, he's kind of more of a, uh, more of like a Miss Seymour, I guess you could say, to, you know, Indy, as where you know, Abner is more of the father figure, a mentor figure, than Indy's father is because Indy's father is going all around the world and touring with, meanwhile, Indy is, you know, either, meanwhile, Indy is in the war, but, you know, he doesn't really get to, you know, teach Indy a lot of life lessons. That's mainly what Miss Seymour does. Right, exactly. So this whole idea that Abner is kind of another person who influenced Indy, really cool and interesting to think about here. And, now let's kind of move in to some interesting facts about what we know about Abner. And, you know, we have a cool quote here, starting off our interesting facts here, from Spielberg, which it says, He should have a mentor in this, somebody you don't see but who is referenced, which is what we see throughout the entire study of Abner. We never see him, so Spielberg was right, you know? I guess he was right in this sense, you know? It's really awesome that Abner is this kind of character. Right. And the interesting thing is Spielberg and Lucas clearly had a little bit of disagreement about this because uh, Lucas actually uh, had, obviously, with the Young Indy episode, clearly wanted to introduce Abner at some point. Uh, we'll talk about some other things where Abner was going to be introduced in a second here. But again, Spielberg giving us an idea. He should have a mentor, the old wise guy, right? You know, someone who Indy is living the legacy of Abner. And that kind of ties in with Marion's relationship, too. Now, Lawrence Kasdan, who wrote the script had the idea of introducing Abner in later films, and Spielberg actually, uh, funny enough, proposed bringing in Abner and Marion in Temple of Doom and kind of going against the whole only who was referenced thing. But George Lucas supposedly wanted to have a different um, love interest in every film. And thanks to him, we got Willie. Um, oh, good <laughs> Lord! <laughs> which we obviously know was uh, quite the interesting love interest in that movie. So, uh, again... 
that's kind of interesting that Marion and Abner were originally going to be in Temple of Doom because they wanted Marion to be the same kind of love interest in every film, but they went with Willie instead, and then Elsa and Last Crusade. Um, now, let's get to the big talking point here. If you are a fan of fan theories, you've probably heard of this one. In Last Crusade, the original script, the character of Fedora was originally supposed to be Abner Ravenwood, and that's how Indy gets the famous Fedora. However, it was originally scrapped, and that is why the character was changed to just Fedora. However, some people believe that because this name is so generic, just Fedora, some people believe that secretly it is actually Abner. What do we think about this? I don't think so, because if you look at the concept art and you look what, uh, you know, if you look at the concept art that people have, you know, created for Abner, the, and, the, and there was also an action figure, which we'll talk about, uh, it looks nothing like Fedora. Fedora seems a bit, also, he seems a bit too young to be Abner. He does, yeah. So the age difference there would have been a little bit interesting, but some people think it's Fedora, and honestly, I'm kind of buying it, to be honest with you, because why would they give someone the name Fedora? I never understood why his name was Fedora. Of course, I mean, he may just not have a name, and that's what he's been given all these years, but I always kind of think it's still interesting to consider maybe that's a little hint that we've actually seen Abner all this time, but George Lucas never stated anything. However, I also feel like we would have heard of that by this point, because definitely I feel like that would have that someone would have spoiled that detail for us and we would know, but maybe it is, who knows? Um, and moving off of that, of course, um, of course we have the Young Indy episode that was supposed to be with Abner uh, that was introduced. Uh, of course, he, Abner was also mentioned in many various books and mentioned in two comics. And also, Indy references meeting with Abner in Jerusalem in Treasure of the Peacock's Eye, uh, a Young Indy episode which we have not gotten to yet. But for those of you who have seen the show, you may remember that when he's talking with Bronislaw Malinowski, uh, they actually mention that Indy went to Jerusalem and kind of learned about archaeology there, which should be a reference to this episode. Very cool that they brought that in there. That is awesome. And, you know, he's mentioned here. And then, you know, there's also some concept art that was drawn for Abner, right? For the Emperors of Tomb video game and a canceled comic that was called The Last Horizon. Yeah, so there was actually two uh, things of concept art drawn. In Emperor's Tomb, Abner was originally supposed to get appearance, for those of you who play that video game. There's some sort of bonus you can unlock in which you can see the concept art. And then also, a cancelled comic called The Lost Horizon was supposed to flesh out this whole relationship between Indy and Abner. Also never revealed, but they did draw uh, the front cover of it, and there's concept art for that. Yeah, that is very, very interesting and really awesome, you know? He was supposed to be in there, but it never ended up. And Abner was also considered for Crystal Skull. Right, which uh, is really kind of interesting as well, like you mentioned. that yeah, I, I find that interesting that that was even considered as well. Um, now, one more thing that was interesting that I just found about it recently. Supposedly, there was a very, very, very rare action figure made by uh, the company that makes the old vintage Star Wars uh, characters from the 1980s and the um, vintage Raiders characters. Uh, some of you may have the classic, one of my personal favorites, which sadly I don't own. Uh, the major tote uh, action figure in which you can actually take off his huge trench coat and put it on. Really cool. Uh, they made that. They supposedly made an Abner action figure uh, that that company made the same one, which I was blown away by. And there is an actor on there. There's, it's legit. It's a real thing, guys. Uh, on our Facebook page, we will put a picture of that to show you. Really, really cool. That is awesome. That would have been awesome. Now, 
stepping back just a second for Abner considered for Crystal Skull, and that kind of relates to the action figure here, I think it would have made a much better movie than what Crystal Skull is if Abner was in there. <laughs> Let's be honest. A lot of things would have made Crystal Skull better. Um, so, um, But yeah, I think it would have been cool to see Abner, especially with Indy at an old age. Um, you would have had Abner a little bit older, too. So kind of like, you know, two old guys, I guess, you know, go, you know, kind of helping out with that whole kind of Crystal Skull thing. Now, so yeah, that was interesting about the action figure. And on the action figure, supposedly it says Indiana Jones 4 on there which I'm confused by because they definitely were a vintage company. I don't know if they still make action figures now, but clearly interesting that reference there as well. Yeah, that is very interesting and so awesome. Now, another thing I want to mention is, we, as we mentioned before, we see Abner's journal in Raiders, right? Now, the University of Chicago actually received a replica of Abner's journal and had it on display. Yeah, so this is really cool. So, of course, University of Chicago is where uh, Indy actually went to school, where Abner taught, and someone sent a weird package to a Henry Walton Jones Jr., titled Abner's Journal, and some student there, this was like a few years ago, opened it up, found a replica of Abner's Journal, and they put it on display at the uh, Archaeology and quote-unquote Antiquities Museum of the Oriental Institute. Now, uh, sadly, I've never been there or seen it, but there is an article posted on their UChicago's website that explains the whole thing. Turns out uh, there was this guy who makes replicas and quietly shipped it to them as kind of like a cool reference, uh, but they still have it there. I don't know if it's on display anymore, but really cool that kind of a replica of Abner's journal was sent over to the University of Chicago. That is super awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish I could have seen it, but they do have pictures of it, which is cool online and, uh, and that sort of thing. So that's kind of a cool recent thing that has to do with Abner. Now, um, that about concludes our episode in terms of talking about all of our stuff Abner. Now, let's just kind of do a big overview. What do we think about the character of Abner, just in general, after all this stuff we've learned from the expanded universe? I think, well, okay, I've never met Abner, I've never seen Abner, but I still love him. I mean, come on. There's so much information on him that, you know, we there could be, there could, they could literally make an entire movie about Abner Ravenwood and would, and would still have ideas that they haven't included. I mean, there's so much information on him, and, you know, I think it would have been a good idea to see him, but I also like the originality of him never being seen, but still uh, very, very much present and very very uh, gr a great character in the movies yeah i completely agree with you 100 percent. as much as it would be cool to see abner i mean there's so much stuff that they could do to make a movie off of it i like the suspense of it i mean still yet again we're getting the suspense i also find it funny how in the three appearances he was going or not three even more uh he was supposed to be in temple of doom last crusade emperor's tomb video game lost horizon comic and Young Indy, and he failed to make any appearances <laughs> in all five of those things. So that just adds to the mystery and suspense of it. Um, the guy who doesn't show up. <laughs> right, literally, yeah. So um, that whole idea of, you know, Abner and his sort of idea and character uh, and what he brings to the table. So in terms of him being an influence on Indy, really cool because we know that they had a relationship together. There was a falling out there. Uh, but just also really kind of cool to think about in terms of the expanded universe. So if you are a big fan of expanded content, hopefully you learned a lot today and hopefully you enjoyed today's episode. 
Uh, if you like our podcast, consider subscribing to our podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and so many other podcast platforms. Uh, if you want to learn more about our podcast, you can visit our website at www.theindianajonesuniverse.com. We have links to expanded content there as well uh, as all of our podcast episodes listed there for your listening convenience. And finally... To stay up to date uh, on announcements and news here and be part of the indie community here, you can like us and follow us over on our Facebook page. Uh, you can find us there at the Indiana Jones Universe Podcast, and we will publish a few uh, cool links and articles uh, that relates to some of the stuff that we talked about here in this episode today. So thanks again for joining us, and we'll be back soon with another episode. Once again, I'm Max. And I'm Will. And until next time, so, so long, Dr. Dr. Jones. Jones.